welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Temple Archives Books, Shadow of the Sith. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello. And Noma. Hello there. It has been a minute. Mm-hmm. We've had some stuff that we've kind of had to deal with, but we're back and hopefully better than ever. Yeah, I think uh, once we get back into the swing of things, we'll be able to pop out uh, some podcasts weekly. What a weird way to put that. <laughs> and we're starting off in just just striking for the bottom as far down as we can go. <laughs> Not that I'm biased or anything. Nothing but up from here. <laughs> How has it been, guys? How have you guys been? Oh, I, I, I was, I was, you know, up around maybe 75%. Then we've taken this leap of faith today has brought me down to negative 10. So, <laughs> but that's not, that's not anything wrong with this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, no, this, no, this, not at all. this book is, is uh, trying to spin gold out of yarn. Oh my God. That's an ancient expression. How old am I? Rumpel's still skin. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. But it really is. It's like it's it's because I don't really like saying lipstick on a pig, but I guess that is the other common expression. Like, look, you can try and make the best out of a bad situation. And I really applaud the author for doing it. But there's certain things you can't really salvage. And we'll go over that this episode. But yeah, yeah. that's a real good way to amp everybody up. for this hey, you like to let listeners know what We're doing on this podcast. <laughs> what this is about. This is. Temple Archives, as you know, and what we do on Temple Archives, we discuss Star Wars canon and I hate the word legends, expanded universe is what it is, but we discuss Mm. legends too. And we give you a summary of the story that we're covering, whether it's from a book, a movie, or any sort of media. And we tell you how it relates to either legends material or canon material. We go over it. We have a little bit of a discussion that's based on our own opinions of the media. And we try to let you know where it fits in the timeline. Today, this is Shadow of the Sith. This is a interesting one because we're jumping between mid sequel, not mid sequel, like the the space between the original trilogy and the sequels, mm-hmm. and some things that happened before, some things that happened after. It's like Dan, like Noma said, sorry, it's it's really trying to put a shine to something that's got flies all over it, and mm. that was a really nice way of saying you, you more... can't polish a turd. No. <laughs> yeah, true. It, it gives you more questions than anything. So we have a lot of things we want to say about this one, but we're gonna be as positive as we can about it. I think it's worth saying. I'm the only one who finished it, am I not? Yep. Yeah, no, yeah I'm the only one who finished <laughs> I it. I did not, yeah. Okay. And and I'll t- we'll talk about the reasons why we, yeah, uh, this, this is the first stuff. audio this is the first audio book I fell asleep during. I'm just going to put it that way. Really? Uh yeah. It was uh fair enough. And again, I don't think that's the author's fault. I think it's the content's fault. And, and... you don't really have a buy-in to the sequel trilogy, so like there's nothing in here that oh, would really I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I'm the but that's thing that adds to it too, right? When you don't have an investment in <laughs> yeah. any of it, you don't want like you're forcing yourself to listen to something you don't want to listen to. Yeah, well, like, like a... here's the sad thing, right? It's just like hmm. because we have Nomo who's we know is biased. <laughs> I am too, but like at this point, I'm just like I'm trying. I was I'm too. I'm at the to point of you I'm I'm with and you on this one. It, I couldn't because the questions for me just kept adding up, 
and adding up. And then the frustration starting adding up because I realized I have the answers to the questions and they're not answers to the questions that I want. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're, they're really subpar or they're not answers or they've completely ignored my question altogether because it does make no sense. And from mm-hmm. there, that's when I was just like, I am fucking done. I, I, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> and that's because fair. I'm just going to piss myself yeah. off. Again, but there are sections of this. I think this is a very important place to put this. There are sections of the Star Wars universe for certain people. Some things that come out of Star Wars canon, books, comics, movies, TV shows, games, all of it. There mm. are going to be parts and pieces that we don't like, that don't cater, yeah. not not cater, but don't really intrigue us. Mm. And that's okay. It can just kind of stay in its zone, like in that sequel trilogy kind of bubble that we don't really like to go into, honestly, because some people love it. Some people find it, you know, interesting Star Wars stuff. Mm. We're not really in that boat. And that is okay. We can enjoy the things we like, right? We are in the Thrawn bubble and like mm. the Mandalorian bubble, all that mm. stuff. We and you know what? People the that good like this stuff. Some people like this <laughs> in our opinion, yeah. And people that like the sequel trilogy stuff, mm. Mm. still some people like, you know, Mandalorian stuff. They like all of it. Some people only like yeah, the, I... the old legend stuff. Everybody has what they love about Star Wars. And so that's yeah, you I, love I, I as well, don't you? <laughs> Nah, it's all about Soldier Boy. Come on now. Soldier Boy, open this book. But no, not that one. I know. <laughs> Never that one. <laughs> you you bring up a good point, and you definitely said that in the nicest way yeah, I can. Yeah, and I think that's a possible. good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that this podcast is not very into the sequel trilogy. As much as we try, it doesn't mean we hate Disney because Rogue One and Solo are still there. But I yeah, mean, no, even that though, brings up a good point. Like all the new TV show stuff, like Obi Wan Kenobi. Mandalorian, mm. Book of Boba Fett to a degree. Yeah, but I was gonna say, but yeah, exactly, right. right. So it's still kind of kind of up in the air. But no, exactly. Like, just because we don't like it doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm gonna tell it's... you right now. There's hits, and there's misses, mm. and it happens to every fandom. I'm I'm just gonna say, in my opinion, yeah, this book didn't hit. It didn't hit um, for me either. And I am the guy that loves <laughs> everything. Go. Yeah. Yeah, the most positive guy on our podcast. I'm the right? guy that loves everything, and I the try... only one who defends the sequel trilogy. I try my best. So, <laughs> from I think... a devil's advocate point of view, I'll get into the de- altruism. Yeah, I'll get yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll get into the details of my yeah. listen through of this audiobook. But before that, Nomo, would you like to let the listeners know how they can reach out to us and what they thought about this book? Of course, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It- Especially if you do like the sequel trilogy and you do have, you know, points that you think that we've gotten completely wrong. Absolutely. Let us know. We'd love to talk. Uh, One of the easiest ways to contact us is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email and that email is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing a listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us for five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe or follow for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. Yeah. Now, with that being said, We've also, as we listen to Shadows of the Sith on Audible, we've got a nice little sponsorship from them. And, you know, we think it's only right that we give them a little bit of ad space in uh, solidarity for their partnership. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I couldn't think of a better word to say, but I think that one works. works. So 
for this week, we're not going to do any any uh, little plays or you know charades or anything like that. I just want to go over a feature that I used with this book. And I know we just spent a lot did. of time. Yeah. yeah, I know we just spent a lot of time saying like it's okay if you like it, but Audible has a very very good return policy, <laughs> and it's one that I think all three of us used for this book. It's really good, honestly. You know, you can listen to as much as a book of uh, the book as you want. You know, like we said. I didn't listen. I think I got a third of the way through. Yep. I think Ed got further than me, and then Dan finished it, but we were all able to return it. It's as long as, as far as I'm aware, as long as you uh, put through the return within the year that you bought it, you get your credit back or your money, whichever one you did. Uh, actually, I don't know about money. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I know it works for credits. I don't know for money, so. You can for money. It just okay. works. I think the time is shorter. Yeah. It's the only mm-hmm. thing. And it's not just books, right? We're talking about Audible. So there's podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedies, and full exclusives like Nameless. And any of these, is, you know, once you've read them, not really your thing. Hey, you can get your credit back. You can try something different. So it's really good. And honestly, I really appreciate the fact that they're so kind of flexible i guess with their refund policy because man much as i love steam and i use it forever i hate their refund two policy. Hour policy two hours or two or three weeks yeah like whatever wh- comes first yeah what the hell come on now you really can't right? get through a tutorial nowadays with two hours and yeah and there's games that'll pad out their you know their actual gameplay so the first two hours are good and everything else is garbage uh so but no man, did, you, to- did you say podcasts we're on Audible too. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That would be like saying if you go to www.audibletrial.com. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. You can find yeah. us on there if that's your preferred method. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're interested in giving Audible a shot, you can go to www.audibletrial.com slash voiceforcepod. And that will give you one free credit that you can use on any book, like any of the things that I said before, anything that you want to enjoy and listen to. And like I said, if you don't like, return it. And if you are a Prime member, I believe, then you will get two credits instead of the one. So, even more bang for your buck. I mean, I assume most people are Amazon Prime members. I'm not. I mean, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, after 2020 and 2021, who's not a Prime member at At this this point? point, Yeah. Uh... Just me. <laughs> and that's okay. He still gets credits on Audible. Exactly. I, and that's the thing. I don't have an Amazon Prime membership, but I do have an Audible subscription. And it's been great. Before we end so, this ad, yeah. I'm going to ask you guys, what are the uh, maybe two recommendations you would give to somebody on this podcast that's listening for uh, maybe their first purchase? I'm really glad that you said for this podcast, because mine were both going to be Warhammer. You can do that. That's okay. If you if you <laughs> think those are really good audiobooks, they're hmm. sci-fi, maybe someone would listen to it. Yeah. Which okay. Ones? Go for the. I know which ones you're gonna go for. So you go I think ahead. I know too. Okay. Well, so I'm gonna do a Star Wars and because I do have a Star Wars one. Yep. So okay. I'll do that one. So honestly, we reviewed it recently. We loved it. You, if you've listened to our review, uh, but you haven't listened to this book, or you know, if you haven't listened to our review, Brotherhood. Star Wars Brotherhood is so good. You like Obi Wan. You like Anakin. Oh my, get this book. It's so good. Uh, so absolutely, Brotherhood. If you like your sci-fi a little grittier and a little bit more everyone's dying and the galaxy is hopeless <laughs> and a terrible place, oh, do I have a book for you. So 
I would recommend Gaunt's Ghosts. It's one of the most popular Warhammer 40k series. It is amazing, and it, it is a very relatable book. However, I'm going to recommend that you start from book three, which is Cities of Death, I believe. Let me go, or let me go double check that, because I don't want to get it wrong, because I have the anthologies. But it is, in my opinion, the moment when I fell in love with the Gaunt's Ghost. I, I read the first two books, and I mean no offense to Dan Abnett, but I think he was still trying to figure out what he was doing. They're okay. They help you learn the cast. They're not that important. Cities of Death is amazing, assuming I'm saying it right. Ed, what are yours while Ed's uh, number's looking for that? It's okay, so I also have a Warhammer one and a Star Wars one. Go for it. The Star Wars one is a bit of, it's a three in one because I've defended it before. I've mentioned it already in this podcast, but you need to listen to the Bane trilogy, especially because mm. it is still canon now. Well, is still canon. That makes no sense. But it is canon. It's been confirmed. Well, so. no. I mean, you're right. It jumped from Legends originally, and then yeah. Clone Wars brought it back to canon. To canon. So, like, that is something that I absolutely recommend. Like, re listen to all three, whatever you can. If you can find one long audiobook that's all of them, you're doing yourself a favor. Same narrator throughout, so you won't lose a beat there. This is where Jonathan Davis, and that's yeah. the he's the first narrator i listened to He's for so any good. audiobook and i loved it mm. and, and another like legendary legendary <laughs> legendary mm -hmm. narrator for any book and i mean i like mark thompson and i think this guy's leagues above him which is to tell you toby longworth you need to listen mm -hmm. to another warhammer book called xenos yes what's it called again there xenos xenos okay xenos yeah, yeah. With an X or Z E Z E N O S Z? Did I say Z? Am I stupid? Yeah. X E N O S. I'm. Don't listen to me. My brain's garbled. You know how else I know my brain is garbled? Because the name of the book's Necropolis, not Cities of Death. Yeah, there it is. Just the city. I mean, that's technically what it means. Yeah. But yeah, Necropolis. So yeah. X E N. But absolutely, absolutely, absolutely read that. Listen, listen to that book because the narration helps so much and it puts you in and some people like oh i heard somebody says try or whatever it's like you you didn't listen properly or you sped it up you need to listen to this this man deliver lines and just lack of emotion and emotion it it's beautiful and mm -hmm. it is what got me into warhammer and from there the sky was the limit and i i i dove oh, into yeah. it it and was amazing and ed it brings up a very good point in its quality because as far as I think a lot of the Warhammer community is concerned, Gaunt's Ghosts and the Eisenhorn trilogy, which is what he's talking about, are neck and neck, like the strongest. Ex and I think, I don't think I'm going to find many people who disagree with me. The best ways to get into 40k. Because they're so, nice. they're so, yeah, they're so good. Sorry, I don't mean to steal your, your thunder here. No worries, <laughs> no worries. Like, I'm just reminiscing that when I started listening to it, I've, I was based off my friend Kyle's recommendation. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh, I'm bored. I got nothing to do. I'll listen Shout to something. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever listened to. Mm -hmm. And I'm only one chapter in. More. Yeah. More. <laughs> and that was one of the, that was one of the few. Oh, I have a bonus one, actually. I don't know what Dan's <laughs> going to say, so I'll save it till after that. But okay. it's, there's only a few series where I've, I, finished a book and i'd be like i have to know what happens next right now i can't wait 
and mm-hmm. that's why I'm glad sometimes that I wait for books and like the whole thing is released and go into it because mm-hmm. holy shit, like this, the uh, the Eisenhorn trilogy, or I guess it's got it's got a fourth one now, and yeah, that's the, a bit different. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, the other series I'm gonna mention is yes. like I had to know, I had to know <laughs> it was it, it was that good, but. You go first, Dan, and then I'll bring that one. The two books that I would recommend are both Star Wars books because I'm still getting into some other novels. Um, So the one that I would say for um, a great Star Wars read, Dark Disciple with Quinlan Mm -hmm. Voss and Asajj Ventress. Such a good audiobook. One of the first ones we ever covered. And it was an amazing, amazing book. Um, And the other one is uh, Star Wars Thrawn. And Thrawn in general the whole thrawn and thrawn ascendancy series just it's amazing they mm-hmm. mark thompson nails the voice on thrawn and all the characters and it, it is so good and yeah. the writing in it is like oh my god it's just great it's just go listen <laughs> to those audiobooks the reading's great too because you get the spelling of all the different chists yes but the actual listening of it adds so much timothy mm-hmm. zahn knows it exactly really what he's doing yeah and like the yeah, original it, author of thrawn from the legends books, yeah which is amazing mm-hmm. so go listen to those those are my recommendations it took me a while to get over to eli vantoy's uh his voice but Southern accent, him, right? yeah yeah it, it just it was jarring the first time but i mm-hmm. I, I i start to love it yeah you start to um, love it the bonus series that you should absolutely check out if you love Star Wars, if you love Warhammer, if you love sci-fi in general, this trilogy, yeah, it's got a fourth book that takes place in the future, but like, it is one of the best out of nowhere series I've come to love, and I will reread again and again and again with like some years in part, so I forget some things. Red Rising. It oh, was okay. free in October 2020. Is that I a video game series? 2021. I'm not sure, but all I know is the novels. Okay. And I listened to the first one. The writing was good. The narration was beautiful. And the, the whole story of it, like a little synopsis for it, you know, the, the whole solar system has been colonized now. Right, because shit has gone wrong on Earth as it always does, and it's run out of stuff. As it is and right so now. So, <laughs> the, the richest people and everything like that live on the moon, and they call it Luna. And there's Mars is calling it like everything up to Mars is one section of the galaxy, and then everything from Jupiter on is another section of the Milky Way. Okay. Right? Okay. And so, for the people from Jupiter out, they're like the outsiders. They're 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 ones. The outer in, rimmers exactly they're the outer rim right so it's mm. whatever like if luna's where everything's happening and mars is kind of cool but there there's a caste system and oh, it's okay. to do with like there's the golds who are the top of the top of everything there's the reds who are the lowest below mm. and it's a whole they they bring in the greek pantheon to some things with naming and all that it, there's so much into it that I can't go any further because I'm going to start giving <laughs> things away. But you start with the Reds and you just see their situation and how they perceive everything and then you just go from there. And it is fantastic. If you like Hunger Games, it's an it's something you have to read. If you like Divergent... Is it Divergent? Divergence, yeah. 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 
this is like that that's another one like you need you need to read this series or listen to this series or do whatever because it is fantastic and i was so happy that audible had it for free because if they didn't have it for free i i this is one that i saw in a in a in an indigo a long time ago and i looked okay. at it and i was just like this sounds pretty cool and then i walked off <laughs> and I hate myself for it, but I'm so glad that I got to experience it. And the audiobook I was listen- a good way to get into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because as soon as the first one was done, it's like, second one, please. When you get the audio <laughs> engineering that behind these books, it's just as much as what the author does, honestly, to, to fabricate those oh, scenes yeah. and that sound design behind them. It's fantastic. The mm-hmm. thing I was thinking of was Red Faction Guerrilla, not oh, Red Rising. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, thank you for sharing your uh, recommendations. I hope maybe you get one of those audiobooks and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Remember go oh. to Yeah. Sorry. I, I will I will say your plug. Remember go to www.audibletrial.com slash voiceforcepod to get yourself that deal. Sorry, I'm contractually obligated as a Warhammer diehard fan to make one last attempt to convert more people. Yep. Uh, so once again, the book I was talking about, not Cities of Death, it's called Necropolis. And if you want to get into the book that Ed was talking about, Xenos, with an X, not a Z, because I'm an idiot. Uh, one more thing that'll get you into it the main character's first weapon is basically a lightsaber. <laughs> it, no, it literally... It is. The, the blade of inks, yeah. It's literally a handle, and he presses a button, and a blade of plasma ignites from the end of it through a wireframe. <laughs> the, the way they get around it, too. Oh, it's my power yeah, yeah. sword. Don't it's, worry. Yeah, no, it's it. completely different until he meets <laughs> a certain person who might be stronger than that. <laughs> but anyways... Thank you for listening to this ad. It might have rambled a little bit. We apologize for that. But without any further ado, let's get into the the book. You can tell how much we want to, eh? <laughs> that was the longest ad read we've ever done. <laughs> I'm not surprised. All right, so as always, it's been a while, but as always, we're going to go over the cover of the book first, and then we're going to get into the synopsis and the review. So Shadow of the Sith has an... It's an interesting cover. I'll, I'll give it that. Um... It's got Luke and Lando on the top and the front. They're in kind of, it's all purples and reds. I think it's supposed to be menacing with kind of like the beige background. Um, Done in a very kind of like, it's sketchy, but not sketchy. The design, like the line art is all really sketchy and kind of makes it um, a little bit imposing, a little bit messy, kind of like we're not sure what's going on. A lot of the highlights are very splotchy kind of, throwing us off from what we're used to seeing it looks like a real picture but not quite uh so they do a very good job with the art honestly of kind of making it uneasy and mysterious and there's some figure on the front with a mask and and a red lightsaber so it's like oh you know is this a sith what's happening kind of a thing not was in star wars (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what i thought as soon as i saw Uh, it with the long hair and the, the mask yeah yeah no it's a fair point and uh <laughs> sorry you made me think of a, a very strange meme called psychosocial nice um but yeah it, it's it's interesting i i don't hate it um i think it does a very good job i think because i've gone over this many times especially with the last couple of books that we have it does a very good job of creating a good color contrast the red and purple really kind of making everybody stand out reds in the front purples in the back so your eye can kind of naturally travel from the front to the back um a lot of black color that's contrasted nicely with the base, so it pops very nicely. Overall, it's a very nice, very striking cover. Um, one of my favorite parts of the book. <laughs> I think the one thing about this cover, too, is that it's kind of balanced by the green and the red lightsaber. Yeah, that's true. Because they're both ignited, and they're both the normal colors, and they're just kind of going to the opposite directions of the book, one going to top right, mm. one going to, top, to the bottom left. 
and they're the most, for lack of a better word, stable images in this picture, right? Yeah. The lightsaber glows are are definitely the most concrete. One second. I think. Yeah, I'm assuming that's pizzas here. <laughs> yeah. Pizza. I don't know this. Like I like you said, like this is the most interesting part of it, really. And I think mm. I was what drew me to this book was seeing Lando and Luke, who don't really have that much overlapping interaction. Yeah, that's true. So all, that's what caught me. It was just like, well, why are the two of them going after a Sith? Like, did Lando like track them because he lost something or they robbed him of something? And so now he's like, oh, hey, Luke, I can't deal with this. And Han can't deal with this. So you do. But, you know, we'll talk to you because when was the last time we spoke after the fight? You know, mm-hmm. so. But that is a really good point because, yeah, now that I think about it, they never interact in any of the movies, do they? No, because he's not there on Cloud City with them. Yeah. Right? And that's all episode five. During episode six, he's already on the moon when when everybody else is planning the attack, right? Yeah, like the closest they ever got to seeing each other was both on Tatooine, right? Jabba's Palace, but they were both doing completely different things. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. I never really thought about that. The thing that I would say about this cover too is that you get like the like middle aged to like kind of you know senior almost like um, yeah uh, the tra- the transitory period yes, between between yeah. what you see in episode six and episode uh, seven obviously of or yeah. eight of seven, uh, eight, Lando nine. Lando yeah. and uh, Luke which I think is pretty cool you, you see like Jedi Master Luke Skywalker like that's who is in this book um, so I mean. I get your legend stuff, guys. I get it. I get it, you yeah. guys. <laughs> Sorry, Dan's reacting to the looks we gave him when he said Jedi Master Luke. <laughs> In canon, this is Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, all right? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's so, a good cover, though. Tier, <laughs> yeah, it is. As, as as tier good. fucking eight and a half, maybe. <laughs> fucking tier one Skywalker. You don't know nothing about that shit. This is, this is, this is, I mean, this Luke Skywalker never really peeks past him meeting Mara Jade, but that's not his fault. But anyways, that aside, the author for Shadow of the Sith is Adam Christopher. The cover artist of the cover we were just talking about is Juan Esteban R. And the narrator is William Demerit. As always, if I've mispronounced anybody's names, I apologize for that. So from here, we're going to get into the synopsis. Uh, if you are interested thing. in this, well, yeah, so we'll, we'll do a little, we'll do something a little bit differently first. But uh, from the top, if you are interested in reading this book, absolutely, I mean, we're going to spoil stuff. Me and Ed, not so much, but Dan's read the whole thing. So if you do want to read Shadow of the Sith, stop here, go read it, then come back. If you enjoyed it, maybe skip our discussion unless you're interested in hearing as non-biased a critique as we can give. Um... But yeah, spoilers are ahead. We're going to talk about stuff. I'm going to talk about the stuff that I read, and then I'm going to pa- I'm going to make a guess on how the book progressed, and then I'm going to pass it off to Dan to finish it off. Uh, if that's cool with you, Dan? Yeah, of course. And so let's go. So the story has like th- three, four different parts. We're following a couple of different characters. We're following, and I legitimately would have forgotten his name if he didn't say it every two and a half seconds. Ochi of Vespoon. Vestoon. If you don't... Okay, so clearly I was listening real hard. (laughs) Vespoon. Again, I fell asleep during this audio book. We're following him. If you don't remember who he is, I don't blame you. He's the assassin with the stupid Sith dagger who hunts down Ray's parents and then forgets about Ray. Um, 
so we're following him as he well. basically gets a mission from Exegol cultists to go and kill Ray's parents. We get Ray's parents, who I don't remember their names at all already, I and Ray. That, uh, I don't Dathan care. and Miramir. <laughs> sure, I've already forgotten them. Uh, as they are trying to escape, I don't, the Sith, I don't know. It didn't, then I guess well, it's pirates initially. Yeah, originally, yeah, yeah right. Um, and then we're following Lando, who's searching for his daughter, which was like a, uh, what was it, like a theory that people from episode nine were throwing around. And then we're doing, uh, we're following Luke, who talks to Lars Santeca, which now that we've done some High Republic stuff is a nice callback, um, even though he was in episode seven. And Luke's whole kind of thing of trying, of learning kind of about this family, like he learns and doesn't learn that this family exists. And so he like goes off. And the part that I basically got to was that Ochi was bragging in this, in this cantina that Lando was in. And Lando's like, oh, he's talking about things that aren't relevant to me. I'm going to listen because maybe it has to do with my daughter. Because um, they're talking about like kidnapping a kid or something like that. Cause it's like, they're going after Ray. Um, and then, like, he gets into a bar fight and, like, loses them. And then it's implausible. So what I assumed this story was going on was basically, like, Ochi's chasing Ray's parents, and Ray's parents are trying to get away, but they're not getting help from the New Republic because New Republic are assholes now. Because um, they basically do that. They, like, talk to New Republic people, and they're like, well, if you're not with the New Republic, we're not going to help you. And I was like, cool. I didn't know you turned into the NCR overnight, but sure. Uh, sure, we'll it's steal from better writing. It's a thing to say, though. <laughs> it is. It is. But it, it's it's just funny to me that, like, the one asshole New Republic officer, of course, they run into Well, him. here's yeah. the thing. At that, I'm only going to cut in this once, but, like, at okay. that point in time, it's a very good character development of Dathan to that point where just authority figures and him do not go hand in hand. Mm. He's that guy who's just, like, is it, is Ben from I mean, from his father Parks was Palpatine of all yeah. people. Where he's like, the police, oh my god, the police. Do you like Hell's yeah, Owens? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, What the hell's wrong with this guy? What's yeah. wrong with him? Yeah. That, that scene plays out here. And Miramir's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Stop. And Ray's like, are we, are we not going to get help? He's like, no, we're going to get help. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Calm down. They're trying, they want to yeah, help that's you. Fair. And he keeps saying, well, no, fuck you. You're New Republic. We don't like you. Well, okay, you don't like us. We helped you. You don't like us. We're here supporting. You don't like us. Go, go fuck ourselves. Okay. You know what? We're gonna go do that. And um, you have ten minutes. Get off our ship. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I mean, yeah. Ed puts in a good light. He, like they're not very. They're not exactly asking for. Well, Dathan, the husband. Yeah, Dathan yeah. isn't really asking for help. He's basically just like, oh, we'll do fine. We we'll need help. But we'll be fine on our own. Yeah, it's like, our ship's about to explode right. with the hyperdrive. We'll be fine. Yeah, it's 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 all a bunch of We're carrying yeah, a Sith dagger around. Understandably, he's scared, but like, yeah. come on, man! It really starts to irritate me. We're like, oh, Lor Santeca's in it, and I was just like, you just had to, you fucking <laughs> yeah, had yeah. to. It's like you show this guy in episode seven. I guarantee, when episode seven came through and he was on the screen, nobody knew who the fuck he was supposed to. Oh, be. Of course, everybody yeah. just knew the actor. And it's like, oh, it's him. Yeah, cool. Oh, oh he Max died. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Then oh, cool. We're gonna get Max von Sydow. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Santecas are so important. It's like yeah. bullshit. This is the first time I'm hearing about them. Who that guy in seven? Oh, that was one of them. Oh, oh in the High Republic. Oh, they're there yeah. too. Oh, then oh, they're here now. It's just, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But no, because he introduced one guy for two minutes in fucking episode seven. Now there's yeah. gotta be now all. Make and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna combat that idea. Like I I agree 100 with you. I'm gonna be the devil's advocate. <laughs> Go for and it. say 
If any fandom oh, is, is it... going to do that, it's Star Wars. The cantina Why? scene had a novel from the original episode four, it's true. where it going through, went all, the through backstories. all the backstories of people that were there for half a second. Well, oh, the, the... I, no, I agree with that. There's pop I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, guys, we didn't even have fucking lines. Yeah, I know. But it's but it's that same argument. It is. I don't fucking care about any of them. No, it's just the like bar. they're there as extras at that point. You yeah. understand you can't have an empty can if you do have an empty cantina, there has to be a reason why. Yes. A pretty drastic reason why. Is if there's reason? not, then you just fill it with random people talking about stuff so you can have this covert scene yeah. in the cantina and done. That's I all I don't yeah. care. But I I've never cared about the alien that looks like a gross sandworm lamprey thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, we don't need whole, their stories. It's like a mold, like a fucking lumpy butthole I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop our our shitting on everything because we we can do that for hours yeah no so yeah. let me get to the part that that the basically like i said that was basically the part of the book i'd gotten to my predictions because i am curious to see how close i was okay to being correct. i'm excited to Before see this. this off to you dan so my time. prediction is the entirety of this book is going to be raised parents running from ochi who are being tracked by Lando and Luke, but Lando and Luke are just going to keep missing both of them at right when they should have. There's going to be some kinds of things that are just going to let Ochi stay one plot book ahead until I'm assuming again, because I'm just basing this off the book and the movies. He tracks them to Jakku. He kills them. Somehow Ray escapes and gets, I don't know, like maybe they drop her off before they go to, uh, or sorry, uh, not Jakku. Maybe they drop her off at Jakku and then go. What's the, I don't care what the planet is called. Pan, Panter, Panter, Pantarine, whatever the desert planet that they go to in episode nine is yeah, with yeah. the natives. They go either. there, and then just because I think it would be hilarious, I'm gonna guess that Ochi kills them and is like, "It's time to go to Exegol," because that's like what he's fucking raving about, and then just dies randomly before he gets back to his ship. And it was in like that sand area, right? So like maybe he like gets the 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 easiest thing I can think of is he gets like sucked into that sand thing that Ray and the other got sucked into and dies to the snake. I don't know. <laughs> that's my best guess. Let's find out guys. So the yeah, rest so of this damn. book, how close was that to correct? 70%. Yeah. So, okay. So this is what happens. Um, he is chasing them and he gets the, um, Oh God. I can't remember what it's called. I will find out quickly. Dagger, the Wayfarer. It's called the. the... <laughs> so when I said it, when I said it, Noma, you were yes. Okay. So he pairs up with the corporate sector authority CSA, and gets their troops um, okay. to help him with all this stuff. And he has two like bodyguard guys with him that help him with all this stuff too. And so he do stuff, and they, they he loses all of them chasing from place to place. Um, the okay. the family, right? So Ray. Dathan and Miramir. Miramir. As that's happening, we get, uh, you know, Luke has visions of, you know, Exegol as we know it. He's seen like, you know, thunder, lightning on this like desolate waste, and like it's it's the mm. imagery from Episode Nine, essentially. And he yeah, doesn't know that, where that's it is. Why he gets, yeah. That's why he gets Lor Santeca to come in, right? Yeah. To, like, so he goes to see Lor Santeca like an archaeology vision. site. Then they gets into digging the uh, archaeology site, and they uh, the, someone discovers like a Sith holocron and they don't know what it is but it's kind of broken ish and so as soon as the guy touches it just a normal archaeologist he gets possessed by the sith that was the person who created it or whatever right because we get that with like moment it's essentially like the moment stuff yeah so he okay. gets possessed by it and then uh luke you know he this guy comes out and is like doing all this crazy like force shit 
and out of his mind and then luke like holds it in the air and like all this stuff and like whatever happens i can't remember essentially there's like these crystals inside the, the holocron that speak to other crystals it's weird I don't understand it fully, and I can't. I, okay. this, is, this is me like like four or five weeks out from this book, and then mm. essentially, you know, Luke is talking to Lord Santeca, and they get some shit going, and then Lando comes in. It's like, hey man, you know, there's a family that's in, in danger essentially, and I want you to help me find my daughter who was also kidnapped, and like it seems like that's kind of what's happening here. So they go try and find her, his daughter and they come across, you know, like uh, Ray and her family and stuff like that. And Ochi of Bastoon and all this stuff. Things go from one place to the other, one place to the other. Wait, the, the way you said that, do they actually run into both parties they, or do they no, just hear about them? No, they don't. They, okay. they go to the, you know, they go to, I think Lando hears about like the interaction with the high or the, the new Republic and Dathan. And so they go there because they see, you know, they heard, they talk to Shriv and Shriv's like, yeah, oh, man, like all this do, stuff. Yeah. Doing like the one step behind the whole way. Yeah. Thing. So it's like, oh, okay. the Sith, Sith thing. So like, oh, maybe this family knows about how to get to this place, the Sith place. So they try and track down the family. And then as they track down the family, they kind of, you know, um, get in between the family and Oshia Bastoon and family gets away. And Lando talks to Dathan and... Hmm. Uh, okay. on, on the comms and is like hey man like we're here to help you know i'm you know this is luke skywalker and like my name's lando and all this stuff and um they're thinking about staying or not and then they just take off um I'm trying to think of what else happens here so the entirety of ochia bastoon i can summarize into he's a drunk piece of shit yeah who literally like drinks his face off murders the two people that are with him that are the, like actually helping him and trying to get paid for their job okay he murders them with the sith dagger that's kind of sort of possessing him um and like when he stabs somebody with it it like drinks their blood yeah. and and like it goes yeah. into the dagger and it's just like okay cool beans and so <laughs> that's a thing um interesting thing though is there's a side story as well with Ochi, with the Sith cult, which you brought up. And there's mm. a character by the name of uh, Kiza. And Kiza was the character at the, on the front of the book who has like the long hair and the mask and the lightsaber. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, when she wears the mask, she's basically possessed and like the voices of Darth Noctis are speaking to her with the, the lightsabers of Dark no Darth Noctis as well. And basically that's, that's the side story with the Sith cult. And, oh, okay. you know, she's involved. So then I believe, yeah. So Luke and Lando somehow, I can't remember exactly how, forgive me, get <laughs> um, entangled with Kiza and try and fight Kiza. Mm. Um, her lightsaber, it's kind of like a scimitar saber-ish. It's weird. It's like on a, it, it got a curve. It's curved? It, it, oh. it, it, it had a curve. Wait, the blade's to... curved or the hilt? The... No, the blade is kind of curved. Um, I don't understand it fully, uh, but so then okay. Luke and Lando <laughs> track down. This is the more important, not important, more interesting side of the story <laughs> with the Sith stuff. Okay. Um, and then they go and track down Luke's old um, uh, rescuee, I guess, uh, Komat, who lives on this uh, a, a planet somewhere off the grid. Um, and she has a pet Targon, if you remember the Targons. Those are uh, Chancellor Lena oh, Soh's pets. Yeah, yeah. So she oh, had one of those. Boy. It was kind of cool. Um, so basically, they go there because she was a Sith cult 
person and Luke freed her from that. And that she is now trying to, like, she decided to, like, repent for her misdeeds by doing other things. Cool. She knew okay. Kiza, because Kiza's part of the cult. Uh -huh. And so Komat tried to track down this, like, lightsaber that would possess somebody. So then it could be destroyed, and then nobody have to worry about it for, like, Dark Noct Darth Noctis's lightsaber. But Kiza got it first. So then there's this whole thing and all that stuff. Kiza dies. Things happen. I can't remember exactly what happens with the lightsaber and all that. And that's kind of like the end of that side story. Sure. But Oji of Bastoon is still with uh, chasing the family. So the family mm. takes off. Oji has nowhere, to, like no no reason to know where they're going. He doesn't. But they're on Oji's old ship because they go onto this like planet. And then when Luke and Lando are helping them out, they escape and they get on Oji's ship and take off. So they're on Oji's sure. ship. And... So Ochi goes back to the CAS or CSA or whatever it was. Mm. And he's like, hey, like I'm drunk as fuck. And like this is exactly what he sounds like. He's like, ah, I'm yeah, drunk yeah. as fuck. Like, help me out, man. And he's like, no, I'm not helping you out. You took everything we have and we have nothing left to give. And he's like, well, they stole my fucking ship. And he's like, oh, well, in that case, and he brings up like a data pad. This is General Pride from episode nine, essentially. The uh, okay. Guy. okay. And he brings it up and he's like, I put a tractor on your ship just for, you know, whatever reason. And because the plot said I had to. It looks hmm? like they're on Jakku. He's like, Jakku? Why the hell will they be on Jakku? And he's like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. And then he bursts off to Jakku. Then mm. that's when he murders his two bodyguard friends in the air and goes fucking absolutely mm. insane drunk. Yep. As that's happening, Ray and her family, her family's like, you know what? The only person we can trust with our daughter, because we know that they're you know, oh, don't say yeah. it. Yeah, the only the only reason yeah. we the only person we can trust in this galaxy with our daughter is Uncar Plutt. Why? Because he's a transactional person. He will do what is asked if the transaction is fulfilled, and it was. So they go down, they drop off Ray, and as they're doing that, they look, oh. you know, in his like little like container area where he like sells shit and whatnot. Yeah. They see these these little beads. And it's beads from Pasana, the celebration. Oh, that's what it's called. And so they're like, oh, those are kind of interesting. And he's like, yeah, they're from Pasana. It's like, if you ever want to get, you know, off the grid or whatever, probably a good place to go. Oh, like, almost identical God. to what I just said. So they yeah. take the beads. They go in their ship, leaving. Cue the scene from episode seven, where she's like, no! Yeah. But then they go up into the space, and Ochi sees the ship. He then... Um, takes the engines out, I believe, and then boards it. Goes in, stabs Dathan with the dagger, and then stabs the mom with the dagger. Mm. And then they wouldn't tell her. They're like, yeah, we're not telling you where Ray is. You'll never find out. Above the space of Jakku. Yeah. And... Let's not check where they came from, though. Right. No, 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 no. Like, they're, they're literally, like, coming out of Jakku, and he sees Oh, them. for fuck's sake. Yes. Yeah, okay. And so, and so here we go. Here we go. <sighs> he looks at her the mom, and relight Mirror Mirror and says, ah, she thought I was so stupid. I would never look where these beads would take me to Pasana. And then he goes to Pasana. And then he go, lands at Pasana and then he takes yeah. his speeder bike that's kind of got a broken down engine and his little droid Dio is like, don't master. He's like, fuck off droid and like hits the droid away. Yeah, of course. And then he takes off drunk in his speeder with a broken like uh, repulsor lift. 
yeah. goes over the sand. It breaks. Oh, I was he sinks, joking. He dies. Okay. We're not oh, done he doesn't yet. get killed by the snake. Okay. He, okay. I, no, I assume he dies. I can't remember exactly. I think he's down there and he can't. I, it, it doesn't go into detail too much, but okay. he dies. So his ship's still there, like we see in episode nine and all that stuff. Luke and Lando arrived at Sona. I can't remember the connection they had, but there was uh, okay. it, it was an actual like, okay, he's here. So yeah. they come down, they land, they see a ship, they go through a ship. There's Dio, the broken down droid. They're like, nah, it's just a little droid, whatever. And they leave it. Like, I, none of the information. That, I, uh-huh. Yeah. That, yeah. L- sorry, Luke, Luke says that. Luke. Luke. And then they go out and they see like the big sand pit that goes down and they're like, yeah, we've got to avoid that. And so they go around, they can't find him. And I think Lando stays there in hopes to find Ochi of Bastoon eventually. And then Luke takes off. Um, <laughs> they they really saw Lando in episode nine on Pasana and was like, yeah, he was just there the whole time. He was there the whole time looking for his daughter, right? Because there was signs of a connection between Ochi and his daughter and like the kidnapping and all that stuff. So there's that. I'm trying to think of any last threads. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, pretty no, much it. So that was the biggest thing. Some that of the good really things about this book. Interesting. Oh, please. <laughs> some interesting things. Okay, so we meet Shriv again. Pretty cool. Shriv's awesome. We get the name of Kel, uh, Lando's daughter, Kal- Kadara, Calrissian. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a little bit more Sith stuff. Um, let me get rid of these links here. I'm just going through. We get Lore Santeca again, who actually is a pretty good character in this. I liked Lore. He had a pretty good connection with Luke, I would say. Um, and Emmerich Pride. Uh, we get mention of Darth Momin, which was fantastic. When they brought up the when Luke brought up the you know possession thing that happened to the the person, mm. and then the thing with the mask with Kiza, um, and Lando sees that he's like, oh shit, that's just like Darth Momin from when I was on Emperor Palpatine's oh, yeah. ship. And like, it references that comic series. And I'm okay, like, thank God they recognize that and like brought we it up, to. right? Cause like, mm. that's something that would stick with Lando forever. So that was cool. And they brought up Darth Momin and he explains that to Luke, which is good. Oh, okay. Okay? okay. Yeah, that's cool. Darth Noctis um, is a new uh, person who we get. Uh, and she's the one with the saber-ish um, yeah, yeah. Uh, lightsaber. The um, what call it saber? The weird scimitar saber. Scimitar. I've got a question about. I've got a question about that. I so can show you a picture if you want. You, no, I don't care about the saber. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you said that the the what's her name? Co- to, uh, He's a Comat. No, yeah, Kamado. Comat. Tomato. Yeah. Comat. Um, so she was part of the Sith cult. Yes, Luke saved and her from Luke... that years before. But she doesn't know where Exegol is. No, okay, so that explains that's explained in this too. Okay. Exegol is a Sith planet in this like red place area. The yeah. reason why Ochi wants to go back there, he was there. Yeah, yeah, the, I remember the that. The reason why he, he wants to go Vader back for there, some stupid reason. Yeah, the reason why he wants to go back there is to fix his sight because he's yeah. got optical receptors instead of eyes. And so he wants to be restored. And the promise is that if you do all this stuff and get the girl, your everything will be restored. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So that's why he's doing that. He is trying to find the Wayfinder. Because there's only two. One for the Master, one for the Apprentice. And they have been passed down through the Sith Master-Apprentice connections through the years. Okay? Okay. 
That's the whole thing. There. So, so no, none of the cultists know that or anything like that. They are like on the outs, like they're off of Exegol. Like they are not on Exegol. They're like in our, like in the main galaxy area. Uh, oh, okay. No, man. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure out an explanation for why they're all just on Exegol in yes. episode nine. Then. So episode nine is like there's a lot of people there doing stuff and Dathan was one of those people. Dathan is actually a clo- a modified clone yeah, of yeah. Palpatine. And so when they do some like blood work or something like that in this, they come up with like oh he's like a heavily modified clone. He's got like mm. tags of clone identity in his in his blood or whatever. Anyway, Darth Noctis yeah, I... interesting character. Darth Sanguis oh. was a apprentice Yep. of Darth Noctis and honestly okay. really interesting they tried to do they're seeking immortality as they always do and uh, Noctis sacrificed Sanguis in the immortality ritual freeing him from a twisted life and dooming herself to a similar fate and basically becomes like a golem golem like creature okay um, and they reference Revan in this book I can't remember the exact reason why but someone brings up like Revan was this Jedi who... Oh, it's probably with um, Komat. Was this Jedi, or the Sith, that became it, that went back to Jedi, and then, like, all that stuff. Like, it was, like, the, mm. the light and the dark flipping and flopping, right? Sure. So that was brought up in this, which I thought was a cool... He's canon now, or she's canon now, right? Um, mm. That's um, the book. Revan, Revan, canonically, I think, is supposed to be a guy. And then... Yes. The, yeah, you're the right. The exile is, is canonically female. You're right. So that's the book, essentially. I would tell you that the best part for me in this book was the Sith stuff, and not the Exegol stuff, but like the Darth Noctis, the, the Darth Sanguis, yeah. the okay. Luke Lando Lore Santeca investigation of all this stuff. It was really interesting in that regard. Um, I I would tell you that the answers you're looking for aren't in this book, probably. <laughs> yeah. That you really have to like be loving the sequel trilogy to want to read these this book mm-hmm. and get something out of it for yourself. People that I've seen online are like, yo, this book is like the best because Ochi of Bastoon's in it and like he's my favorite <laughs> character. And yeah. I don't know if they're trolling or not because like I was like, oh, okay, like maybe he does some cool stuff in this book. He literally becomes a drunk, murderous idiot you said becomes he starts that way <laughs> and, he, and he continues down the alcoholic he, path of injustice and like yeah it, 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 honestly it's just this this debt like if you liked ochi of bastoon and the idea of a sith assassin get it, ready to be disappointed it literally, he, he literally <laughs> kills the people he works with and then the parents and doesn't track down his target. Well, who who thinks assassin and thinks hammered all the time is a cool character trait for their assassin? And then, like for him, like I get it. He's trying to like cope with not having like his full everything, right? His eyes and all that stuff. And for for his character, like I sure. But the thing that I would say for him is like if you wanted the Sith assassin, that's just like this badass character that's going to be this like dark side, maybe not a force user, but like this like you know neg like this. This beacon of amazingness. No, mm. absolutely not. He's not the Boba Fett of the dark side. Absolutely <laughs> not. He is. No. He's like, not even the Dengar of the dark side. He's like yeah. the shitty Dengar. <laughs> the shitty Dengar. Um, 
honestly, guys, he, he's I, the, I, he, no, no, you know what he is? Who's the bounty? Who's the other bounty? Hun- I don't fucking know his name. Who's the other bounty hunter in the Mandalorian episode five on Tatooine? Oh, the kid, the guy that goes with Fennec. <laughs> yeah, that goes with them against Fennec. He's worse he's than that. that. He's he, he's oh. the he's the knockoff version of that guy. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, the, like I said, the best part. I really enjoyed the part with Komat, like Luke having saved this previous Sith acolyte. Mm. All of that was really interesting to me, and like having um the uh the the lion ish kind of creature by your side and them kind of realizing what this is about right like she lives on this planet that's like full of radiation and it like fucks all sensors Mm. and stuff like that so okay it took them like and explained some of that stuff and what she's doing there like she's farming the like the radiation in a way to be able to sell it to then get some materials for herself to survive on this planet as like this only person here that is you know in exile and you Mm. know trying to do things to help I would not recommend this book. There's not a lot of books that we've read that I would not recommend. This is definitely one of them, unless you really enjoy the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Hands down, if you like the sequel trilogy, you're probably going to like this book. Oh, probably. I was bashing my head against the wall the entire time. This is the first book that I had and could only listen to this on 1.8 speed. (laughs) And honestly, like the the narrator does a fantastic job does great mm. does voices like you can tell who is who does a great shriv and luke and land like you can get into it mm. the writing fantastic mm-hmm. um the writer for this book again uh adam christopher you're great you did a great job with what you have like in terms of the the, the chunk of story that you wrote yeah whether whether you know whatever happened in terms of story creation and stuff like that we don't know and we can't really speculate mm. but like kudos to you for making it interesting enough for me be, to be able to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, doing the best with what he could, right? Because I would say so. Ed, Ed brought up a good point when I was doing my more my satirical first part of the synopsis. Like, yes, it's it's very annoying plot wise when David is talking to the the uh, New Republic guy and just being like, "No, we don't want your help." The plot demands I have to die at the end of this book. Yeah, but. It's true. From that perspective, I still vaguely remember the conversation. Yeah, Dathan's not coming off as like, please help us. He's basically being like, fuck you, we'll do this ourselves. Yeah, and, and I, like, I can get it, though. I, I, yeah, ex- who that's he the thing. Is, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I bought it. Yeah. Right? I wasn't like, well, this is stupid. No, it went like, in it was a way stupid. that it was... It was stupid for the plot, but for the character, I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Exactly. And right. to be fair, you know, there's some interesting threads through the Sith that can be wound through all this stuff. I mean, Darth Plagueis was mentioned again in this. Um, I can't remember the exact reasoning behind it. Um, mm. But there's some very interesting threads that Luke and Lando discover in this. Does Lando get any much closer to finding his daughter? No. No. Does Luke get any closure with this kind of stuff? No. Um, I think there's a point in which that I, I couldn't get past is Ray is six years old. That's a grade yeah. grade one student. Okay. Yeah, that, that is a huge thing that I think all three of us have a problem with. Who the fuck doesn't remember their parents exactly. in grade one? Yeah. Like that we were... makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But that makes no sense to me that you don't remember your parents by name who yeah. you've been going with. And it, like Ray is a character in this that actually like does some things. And interacts and with her and, parents and is and with clearly, them yeah, the entire time. Yeah. And their, men- their names are mentioned over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. 
I have a hard she, time believing that she doesn't remember her parents' Unless exactly. it's one of those things where it's, you know, the best thing I could come up with in my mind with my psychology background is being traumatized and your brain just shutting it out. No. That's no. the best I can come up with to rationalize it. it but what, to me, it doesn't make sense. But, but here, as a, as a fellow Psych 101 student, here's my counter argument. <laughs> it's her most fervent wish to get off that planet and go find her parents. Yeah. You're not forgetting that information. Right. I was talking with Ed about this before the podcast. Um, if she was three in this book, I could buy it. 100% reasonable. Four even. Yeah. Yeah. But how many people, listeners, you know, let us know. Do you have a memory of when you're six? Because I do. I think most people do. I remember Five, when I'm four. four. Yeah. Like, don't make the character an age where she should have, you know, concrete memories. Maybe she can't talk then or she can't be as smart. That's what you got to deal with, though, because like otherwise it doesn't make sense. Like I said, this book has a lot of things that I didn't, not appreciate, I didn't like. I didn't find convincing or whatever. There was and nothing that drew you in. The thing about Star Wars and every fandom, and I think George R. R. Martin said this, I think this is why I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he said, like, sorry, fans, you know, I love you and everything, but we're making this shit up. And I get it. Mm. you know it's a story it doesn't have like it's just a story it's it's fake everything like all that stuff but i mean like there are things that you can do in the story creation to be able to make it more believable right and mm -hmm. you know mm. i'm not trying to shit on anybody that's not who i am and that's not how i do things you know valid criticisms aside or valid criticisms included sorry you know there are things like the age of ray there are things about like you know being able to, you know, give more intrigue into, you know, the, the past of, you know, the Sith Exegol connection, that kind of stuff, I feel could yeah, have trying been... trying to make it more legitimate. There there was some information in there, like I said, with, the, you know, being passed down, and there's only two and all that stuff. Mm. It's believable, but I mean, like, the thing that is hard to believe, too, again, is, like, Dathan escapes from Exegol without one. Mm -hmm. So again, pretty convenient. I mean, you know, I you know, can't remember what the reasoning was. I can't remember if it was like on Vader's shit or like whatever it was. Like, I can't remember what it, yeah. exactly it but, was or like a, I mean, a cultist ship. But Exegol's defense is already spotty because Lando brings an entire fucking fleet through them, right? Like, yes. that we don't even need this book to go back on that. Yeah. So, my, my, my biggest thing, because I was thinking about it, because uh, spoilers for next episode, um, but we're covering an, a book that kind of inhabits a similar space, which is, uh, I won't even say the name of it, but it's an Obi-Wan book. You know, stick around to the end if you want to hear which one it is. And I was thinking to myself, like, again, because I did mention this one the last time we did this. Why am I so much more interested in an Obi-Wan book that fills in blanks that we don't necessarily need filled than I am with Shadows of the Sith? And it's because of who we're following. Because I, I think I mentioned this during Brotherhood, right? Mm. Where it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm real invested in understanding what Obi-Wan and Anakin went through. Yeah. I'm real invested in Padawan Obi-Wan. I'm not invested in most of... Well, I'm not invested in any of the characters in this book. I mean, right? Luke and Lando are probably the not only ones for me. anybody in this. Yeah, yeah. sorry. In, in your mind, yeah, Luke and Lando. And I'm sure for most people, Luke and Lando would be a draw. But if you tell me, oh, this is a book about Ochi and his backstory... I'm like, cool, I'm going to skip it. Yeah, right? yeah. if that's what no, this book was marketed yeah. as and he was on the cover and that was it, yeah. I wouldn't and, have read in, it in probably. The same way, in the same way that if you were like, oh, this is all about Dengar, I'm like, cool, I'll skip it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, eh, I mean, there's so many really Legend books that you guys haven't read, right? 
yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like we're covering all of canon. So for us, we're trying to. It's like, yeah, we're we're you know, and it goes to show but, you like Ed and Noma didn't finish this book. Mm-hmm. I did. We all asked for a refund on Audible. We got that credit back. We were on the verge. We were discussing this for about two, three weeks of like, do we make an episode on this episode? Because it's going to be pretty negative. Mm. Is it worth making the episode? And then Noma's like, you know what? I think it it begs to show like, we should still do it, provide our criticisms, and kind of just move forward from that. A shorter episode. I don't even know if it's going to be shorter at this point. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But, but sorry. Yeah. It, it's just no. It's okay. It, it's just it's one of those things though. I think that that really kind of makes your job like the writer's job even harder right where it's like not only do i have to write this book i've also got to try and make characters who have almost nothing to them and do something with them but you know their end point which is also hard exactly so that's already spoiled i know she's a skeleton somewhere like so why do i need to know more about this but it's just i'll I'll go into it more in padawan because I i think i have a more um concrete understanding there at least but the basis of my point is that if you're gonna give us characters or i already know the ending to them and they're not characters i'm interested in that's just it just makes it that much harder to actually get into the book and that's Mm. mostly why i dropped out because as much as i love luke skywalker and we all lando carisian yeah i You've heard my thoughts a hundred times on what how I what I think about them in their sequel um, iterations. Let's say, yeah, in canon. So this is just twisting a knife for me. Yeah, Ed, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, again, the my disappointment from this one doesn't come so much from like hatred of it or anything like that. It's the fact of this book was unnecessary. Hmm. You have undone, especially with the point that you brought up, you have undone a whole significant chunk of what the sequel trilogy was about. The question of we're raised parents. Everybody thought it was, is it Palpatine? Is it Obi-Wan? Is it this? Is it this? We know now. And she should know. Mm -hmm. What the hell? That, That was my biggest thing. Because I remember saying to you guys at the beginning of this thing, we had all just started it. We were all reading it. And my, if she smacks her head at the end of this book she and forgets did. who her parents are, <laughs> she never I'm going to be pissed. She yeah, never yeah. smacks her head. So there's no reason for amnesia or anything. There's no to big mom like, moment. Yeah, no. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. I can actually understand these references Hey, <laughs> welcome to the One Piece canon. <laughs> um, the fact that nothing... Yes, it's, it's crazy because you're being chased all over, but I don't think it was that traumatic where she's going to forget everything. So... Uh, from how uninvested I was in the sequel trilogy before, I am even more so now. The fact that we're seeing all these characters thrown in to make it seem some kind of interesting. So the Santeca thing, for example, is just like, you just need to throw him in there now to justify him being anywhere in there, justify his two-minute appearance in episode seven. Like, there's so much here that was either unnecessary or could have been done way differently. Like, maybe... You know, why couldn't Ray have been in some kind of hibernation pod the entire time? Because she's had some kind of illness or force sickness mm. since she was little. And so she's not going to remember who they are. And so mm. they need to drop her off because they're hunting for her because they want her back. So mm. they leave her somewhere. And she, at the end of it, there are she's many ways to go about it. Waking. Like, there's a whole bunch yeah, of yeah. different things. 
I've got one real small one. Why couldn't Ochi have caught them over Pisana? <laughs> Honestly, because they're literally coming out of the atmosphere of Jakku. Yeah. And the two guys that are with him are like, there's a ship coming out. And they're like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. And he's, and he's like, it's your ship. And he's like, ah, I'm a genius. And then he stops both of them. And then he, yeah, it's like, what the hell is going oh on? Oh, my God. It, yeah. it almost feels like this one. If you told me it was a young adults to young readers novel, I'd be like, okay, I can forgive some of the blatant what the hell at this point. But no, it can't be because you're using it as more exposition for seven, eight, and nine. Mm. So it's it's an I've, info novel, and it's a terrible one at that. Can I and just like, say quickly? The, sorry, just just quick. Are you guys surprised that this book came out? Yes. Yeah. There was no need for it. Like we we have been away from episode seven, eight, and nine for like what five years, three or four years, something like that. Four now. Yeah. Right. It's been a while, and out of nowhere, like we got you know Mandalorian, we got Book Boba Fett, we got you know. Obi-Wan, like, we got all this stuff. We have all this High Republic novels. We've jumped back into Obi-Wan with, like, the next one that we're covering and, like, things mm. around that, right? And Brotherhood. And then out in, of nowhere, just sequel trilogy stuff. See, and, like, in, there's in, nothing... Like, in, my incredibly, in my incredibly pessimistic head, this is what I think happened. I think they released High Republic, and it did as or better than they were expecting. And then they released Master and Apprentice, and they, or sorry, Master and Apprentice came out before High Republic. Yes, Master yeah. and Apprentice, High Republic, Brotherhood, all of those do amazing, especially High Republic. I mean, they did like I don't, some I don't know. I don't in know. there. They did right? some Queen's Hope. All that, all that yeah. stuff. And they're like, huh, people are really liking this. I wonder if there's still any interest in the sequel trilogy. It could be. And honestly, <laughs> it could be. They're like, thing. you know, this is the time to drop a sequel trilogy novel to see what the reception's like. Yeah. That's where my, it's a, it's a, cli- it's a, it's well. a temperature check, right? Yeah, 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 because it, yeah, at that point, it's just like heat check. Let's see, okay, doing well, doing well, doing well, doing well. Did they forget about this one? No, just not even it's like a heat check, but just like shoot in there, just just yeah. in there, in there with the release of everything else, and it'll get mentioned and it'll be there. But we need to put something else out for it. Yeah, why? And because that's our their quota for the year is just like okay, we gotta at least have something high uh, uh, sequel trilogy in there, because everything else is. The, the things people love are the spaces in between where we don't yeah. have any information yet. So like we, they're trying to jam pack as much of that so that by the time you get to the sequel trilogy, people are like, well, I don't need to watch this again. And nobody will go for it. Except a few, like I feel like kids growing up now who are watching it, like as they get older, they'll watch it too. Mm. But at this time they won't stay kids forever. So when they see all this other media and then go there, it'll just be like, what if if that if the person who loved the sequel trilogy i'd love to hear this actually mm-hmm. you love the sequel trilogy then you came back does it did you hate this book then <laughs> because it destroyed everything mm. not destroyed everything but it really put a it, wrench into everything and it made yeah, a lot it really of, damages ray's character yeah it puts a lot of glaring questions there so all the people who were calling her mary sue before everybody was like oh well you you just don't like her because she's a girl you don't like no that's not the point it's the point of what is her character development what is anything for? I feel like she had more development in this book than over the course <laughs> of three movies. Like we got mm. we'd see what, what she was like as a little girl and all that, and she was normal kid, like normal kid. 
not displaying any crazy force things, mind you. So I mm. still want to know where the fuck this latent power came out. I don't care if her father was a modified clone of Palpatine. He mm. basically couldn't do anything. Yeah, he had no clones don't have any force. So because he's a clone and she's the daughter of a clone, how the hell does she have force ability like that? There's a yeah. bunch of questions that come up that can't be answered by this. There's, it's wrong almost for this book to come out. And I'm surprised. It's like, w- did you forget about the sequel trilogy in Washington before you, before you wrote this? Or did you get someone who didn't watch it to write this and then be, uh-oh. No editor went through and be like, yeah, we can't do this. Interesting <laughs> enough, I'm looking at, you know, industry charts. As I'm trying to get like an idea of how many copies were sold i can't find this specific People number like this book, man. I don't um, know why. it got number 19 for audiobooks from june hmm. 27th to july 3rd when it came out and then i'm looking at like the actual like physical selling in the united states of top 20 on apple books industry charts mm-hmm. and it's not on there so it hit top 19 of the audiobooks but it didn't hit top 20 of the actual industry charts for like the oh, physical okay. release Okay. I'm also going on the fact that people love Star Wars, so there's some people mm. that just see it and see new release and yeah. hit buy. And they see Luke and Lando, um, right? And a Sith on the front, like you, and Shadow of the Sith. Like, oh wow, that's a really interesting idea, right? Yeah, they're, they're... they're to see those numbers for returns as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd never post those, but yeah. I would be I would be remiss to say I don't think this book hit New York Times bestseller. Where some books mm. have, like Brotherhood, hit mm. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, some of the higher stuff did too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Light first, of the Jedi one, and some the of the first one hit yeah. number one, I believe. Okay. I think Light for, of the Jedi. Uh, I Light of the Jedi, I believe it did. Yeah, because yeah, com- it was a good all new media, right? So everybody was just like hungering for more after the mm. tragedy that we just had. It's it's like uh, House of Dragons, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because right. some people were just like, "How can you let them do this to you?" And it's like, "Listen, no, they learned. They had to. It can only mm. get better now." And it's just like even hey. even the like you know other books that we are going to be covering in the near future, they hit, you know, times bestseller list as well. Okay. Um, but I have not seen this one. It debuts at uh, number 11. It looks like it says hmm. on the, it did. Okay. It did. It did hit the number 11 on the New York times bestseller list. Yeah, okay. Um, so there you go. I guess it was quite popular in May uh, or hmm. we'll look at that came out. So, yeah, so out. <laughs> Sorry, I smacked my head against my chair. Yeah, so I mean, look, just because this is how we feel about it doesn't necessarily mean that's how everyone feels about it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, this is our opinion. Uh, but yeah, so you know, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, I would be, I would love for someone to let us know what they loved about it, honestly, because you know, as we are on this podcast, we have our opinions. And we love having more opinions come in. And we have, you know, mm. Brian's come on, Bobby's come on, Vanessa's come on to the show. And we get different opinions about different sections of the Star Wars universe that they enjoy, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah. If you want to give the... us your voice, you can do that. And we'll tell you how to do that in the outro segment. Yeah, of course. Uh, adding on to that, that was a perfect place to end it. I apologize. But That's adding okay. on to that, um, if you are, if you did like this book and you do want to let us know why, one thing I'm curious about is the plot beats that you liked sure what because there was a thing we were curious before we did this recording a couple weeks ago and we looked up a lot of the reviews being like like what you know because we were curious what do people like about it and a lot of them had nothing to say about the plot yeah like a lot of them were like i like ochi or i really wanted to see more of lando and luke and they're in it so i like it it was like okay but like what about the actual things that happen yeah 
because that's that's the part where i draw i stopped caring right was just like i don't care about any of the events yeah like you said the luke and and santeca stuff was kind of interesting and the lando bar it was just kind of funny to see him kind of be in a han situation but it wasn't an, like none of that was enough to keep me in right the plot was not enough you know just because the characters were in it that wasn't quite enough to keep me interested mm -hmm. so if you are a fan of this book i'd really be curious on what parts of the plot you liked and i'm no. not gonna like you know be like oh you're wrong for liking those parts no i'm just curious why those parts were Some enjoyable that i just kind of want to go over like i want to go over two quick comments for one stars on amazon and maybe mm. one or two that were good right so Sure. One by Christopher Morgan it was a one star. False advertising, don't buy. This book was meant to be a Lando and Luke adventure. Instead, they're bailing in the book. Most of the book is taken up by characters, side characters we don't care much about. The fact that Disney missold this annoys me. If I wanted side characters with backstory, I would hold them and then buy that book instead, right? Um, if mm -hmm. I had to know that Lando and Luke were in this maybe 20% of the book and it's generous, I would have never bought it. The other one just says by angry today which is a great name for a one-star review <laughs> to say it says nope don't bother oh my gosh this is awful and then the quick five-star reviews um jake much needed development in the sequel era this book feels like everything i'd hoped for from the sequel trilogy and it is so good i can't help but feel this should have been one of the movies in one of the movies we finally get to see more luke skywalker in his prime as a jedi master and we see a little <laughs> of his jedi academy which we do see a little bit of the jedi academy which is kind of interesting. a little bit a little. i really like the way that this is totally a compelling story on its own while also filling in so many of the gaps in the sequel trilogy it also has some great references to the other media like darth vader 2020 comic series and star wars battlefront 2 campaign with shriv i guess I highly recommend this for any Star Wars fans, either to gain new appreciation for the sequels or just to see more of Luke Skywalker as Jedi Master. So there are some things in there, but again, it's just like generic. It's not hell. plot points as well, it is. Like there's exactly. a cool nod to this. There's a cool this, nod to that. Yeah. And I can. Like, I also like those things. things, things I also like the things. Would I give yeah. it a five star? But but yeah, that is a great point in what in what I mean by that, right? Like that one, like you said, is, that's there, that's there, that's there, that's there. And it's like okay, but what about the plot? Yeah. Because you're telling me that there are things in it, but not how, you know, yeah. they're actually brought up and what goes on in them and stuff like that. But Please let no, us it's know, a fair point. honestly. Yeah. I, I want to know the positive opinions on this book. Because Devil's Advocate, the flip side, that second one-star review, that also gives me no information. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't buy. I, I, if I ever see those reviews on Amazon, like, I don't, bad, think don't about buy. It. Yeah. I, exactly, I just ignore them. I mean, completely. it's by a guy named Angry Reviews or whatever it was. So yeah, like, but the first one makes sense, yeah. right? I understand now why. The second one's like, okay, cool. Because they didn't. did, they do market it. The cover is of Lando and Luke, and they. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say mm -hmm. that Lando and Luke are probably in it, forty-five percent of the book. I would give it from what I remember. Um, mm. Like it takes a minute to get to them, but once they're in it, they're in it, back and forth, right? So, mm. let's get into the canon material rankings, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the ranking section of this part of the podcast. Uh, if you've been listening this long, he, I hope you're excited to see what numbers we give. <laughs> uh, yeah, as always, we're going to rank it out of 10 on uh, how we feel it was compared to all the other Star Wars books that we've read. Um, I might start the low ball rolling. Go for it. Uh, Go for it. So I'm just going to say up top, I'm going to give some of my reasonings. So as always, even though it's gone back up to like, I think like a seven or so in my eyes, I rated Lost Stars a four on the first read. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm keeping that in the forefront of my mind as I rate this book. Also Fallen Star, because I really don't like Fallen Star. Um, 
So I'm going to give this book. I'm sure part of this is just how I feel about the sequels. A hundred percent. And, but also a huge part is I can count on one hand, the number of star Wars books I haven't finished. Oh God. Okay. So this one for me is going to get a solid 1.5. Hey, there you go. Which I think is now the lowest ranking that anyone's ever rated a book. Because again, all the reasons that we pointed out, I'm not interested in these characters. What did you give it a 1.5? What did it earn from that 1.5? Uh, the the, the entire Wars on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take away from it. The entirety of this 1.5 goes to the author Adam Christopher for having to do and job. and the narrator for the audiobook William Demerit. Right. And again, if I've mispronounced any of your names, I apologize. But in both of their cases, I believe they did the best with what they were given both of them managed to draw me in briefly from their writing and their performance and that is the highest praise i will give this book because in all other aspects it was a waste of my time and i apologize if you do like the sequel trilogy i do honestly apologize for saying something like that but really i want the three and a half hours that I spent listening to this book back. I mean, that's the thing that, that uh, Brian said. Like, if you don't like something, don't watch yeah. it. Don't yeah. read it. And don't I listen didn't. to it. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. you gave it the college try. Yeah. And did you like it? No. Then you nope. stopped. And that's exactly. okay. Well, again, I didn't stop. I fell asleep. Yeah. And then when I woke up, the book was over. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going back. That's I don't even totally know where it was. <laughs> and how about you, buddy? Um, I, I'm not as harsh because, again, I found myself trying to get stuff out of it. And knowing the ending now, does that improve that mark up to that point, what you're giving it? <laughs> oh, I should point out, it also gets a 1. It was going to be higher than a 1.5 until you told me the ending. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be a 3 before this. <laughs> no, see, because that, that's where I needed to get to to see whether or not the bump happened, right? And it didn't. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna. All I want to see from now is how the apologists go about <laughs> this for the series. So, like, in that respect, it's giving me some sort I'm looking for catharsis. Maybe it's just like I'm excited now because of what's going to happen after. Mm-hmm. Every time the sequel trilogy tries to poke its nose into something, it's like it's like the the left out kid every time he's like you know they're left out for a reason they show up and they come in and it's just like <laughs> hey guys and it's just like no oh wait is that a good reference no but like you know what i mean they always try to show up or it's, it's always trying to show up to do something and it's like there's a really good it's, vibe going it's, on it's the guy who wasn't invited to the party exactly showed up anyway you're crashing and you keep crashing, and you keep crashing, and every time it turns into nonsense and nightmares. We don't need it pushed anymore. It is what it is. It happened. You put it out, and it did whatever. Great. Leave it at that. Stop trying to fix something. It's all, mm. It's too damaged beyond repair. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. That's it. There's all these little, oh, but we can, we can add some more. We can... Enough. Stop <laughs> it. 
Yeah, let it die. Stop. Let, let the past the die. I'll use their own words. Yeah. <laughs> let the past let die. Bury <laughs> it. Yeah, or the, the Podamron novel, the Podamron free the... fall. Just let it yeah. fall. You have yeah. the High Republic to focus on now. Put all your energy into that because we're actually enjoying it for the hmm. most part. Yeah. Towards the end, not so much. Yes, I know. Yeah, like, yeah, we were yeah. excited and got excited back up. Why did we be so excited about it? Because this mm. was a massive failure of a sequel trilogy. So, mm. anything else you, you release for it is going to be, oh, this again. I got to put myself through this again. Will it mm. fix it? Let's find out. Because it's always the like, can you make it any worse? Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Make it Make it worse. Only you could make it worse. And then here we go, Disney. You're done it again. Are you ready yeah. for my but, like, are, you, are you happy with that? Can you be happy with that? No. Can they be happy with this? No, like I as the author and as the narrator, like you were saying, like you you do it as a job. And just you, mm. you have the pride in it that you did your job. That's it. Is this gonna be one you put on your C V? Probably the fuck not. I wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, but but to kind of I guess uh, or not I guess, but to kind of go with your point as well, with High Republic versus sequel trilogy. Again, I think we said it uh, many times by now, but you know how excited we are when new stuff comes out for sequel trilogy based off of the track record so far. But at least mm. with High Republic, you know, like you said, Light of the Jedi, Into the Dark, right, uh, Rising Storm. Tempest Runner. We've there had, are still we've had some fucking phenomenal books. Yeah, well, there are still shit. reasons why I'm interested in seeing stuff in the High Republic because I know that there is good stuff that can come out of it. Some of it so we've ranked higher it. than like Thrawn Ascendancy, though. Like, no, mm-hmm. but you've ranked some things higher in the High Republic than you have ranked in Thrawn Ascendancy, and yeah, Thrawn Ascendancy and is top tier Star Wars content. Yeah, for and sure. I still I still agree with that. That you know. Uh, well, let's let me just grab an example since I can see the rankings. I still absolutely agree that Rising Storm is better than Greater Good because it's not as slow. Sure, I hundred percent agree with that too. Yeah. As, so, as yeah, for my, and, yeah, sorry. yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say on then. No, no, I was gonna say, and as for Dan, <laughs> yeah. As as for my ranking, I gave it a three point five, kind of in the middle. You guys, oh. this is the lowest ranking I've ever given something. I think the lowest one is four or four point five. The the reason I give this, I give it one for the author killing it one for the Hmm. audio narrator and audio engineering killed it and one for the sith intrigue the drops of names from from characters from canon that we know and that were like oh yeah shriv that's great and the lando and luke stuff Hmm. to a degree and the point five for any sequel fan that wants to read this book Seriously, hey, no, but I, I just, it. I just love. It's like it's, it's that Dan altruism still shining through. That's it. That like you know five. what? Like I'm not gonna recommend this to anybody that like is like, yo, give me the top three Star Wars books you want me to read or listen to. Mm. I this book is never gonna leave my lips in terms of recommendations, unless you're like, hey, I'm a huge sequel trilogy fan. What are the top three sequel trilogy books that you would tell me to to listen to? Even then, I might not put it in the top three. There are mm. some other ones that are like. You know, well, if it's ones... top three, all of the aftermath. Sorry, I'm yeah, getting you off. There, even but... aftermath's good, or like even like there's some ones that tie into like uh, uh, Poe, Finn, and Ray. There's one book that's uh, ties into all three of those characters. 
right before Force Awakens. Like, it jumps into Force Awakens. It's that close. Okay. And it's really good to set up those characters in terms of who they are, what their motivations are. So when you watch Episode 7, you understand them already. Okay. Right? And I, I would say even Phasma. Hell, Phasma's a fucking solid book. Phasma's a hell of a book. Did they destroy that character afterwards? Yeah, damn right they did. <laughs> yeah. Was I excited for Phasma? Yeah. Did they kill the character in the next movie? Yeah. <laughs> Journey to her death. Um, oh boy. But yes, yeah. <laughs> three point five. I'm, I'm done my rant. I, no, that's a. It's I a hate very being negative rant. and critic. I hate criticizing people, but I, like or like content in mm. a way that we do sometimes. But I mean, like, it, it just wasn't for us, and that's the the lens we put through at the beginning of this episode. In the lens that we end on, right? Like, you know, after everything's said and done, we want to know what you guys have to say about this book. So let's get into the mm -hmm. outro. Welcome to the you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Welcome to the end of this podcast. <laughs> I knew oh, oh, yeah. that was good timing. <laughs> that was, was, I had a feeling. That was some good stuff. Uh, brings back memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the episode. As always, if you stuck around with us for this long, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, next episode, like I kind of hinted earlier, we're going to be jumping into another book that is kind of going over a character's backstory. But this time it's going to be Obi-Wan, and it is the Padawan novel that came out very recently. So we will be going over that. We'll be sharing our detail or our thoughts and details and the synopsis. And I definitely want to go into more why I enjoyed that book a lot more than uh, Shadows of the Sith <laughs> spoilers. But yeah, I think there's some interesting discussion there. But speaking of discussion, like we said, if you did like Shadows of the Sith, if you do like sequel trilogy, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, your reasons, ideas, un, you know, again, won't attack them. We're just very curious of, you know, uh, what it's like on the other side, I guess. Uh, so if you do want to contact us, Dan's going to let you know all the different ways that you can do that. Yeah, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com where you can look at all of our episodes there. You can even look at the description of the episode, at alternate art that we have on the episodes as well. Sometimes we create more than one. Um, sometimes we also... Uh, have contests and stuff on there. And, uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Something <laughs> might be coming down the choo-choo train soon. I don't are, know why I said choo-choo train. Are our viewers... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, are our viewers three years old? <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, i try that again. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. There might be something coming down the podcast panel soon. Podcast pipeline. Pipeline. Let's do it again. Yeah. Hint, hint, nudge... Oh, my fucking God. That's <laughs> all good. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. There might be some... Blah, blah, blah. There might be something coming. <laughs> I can't get it out. It's all good. There might be something coming down the podcast pipeline soon for some contests. My goodness. You can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Twitter, or Instagram at voiceforcepod. You can retweet, repost, or you know share on your stories for our new episode tweets or posts that we do. And it helps grow our listener base by sharing the podcast with other people. Um, listen, rate, review, follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. 
reviewing us with five stars and a comment does help with visibility. Again, it gives people an understanding clearly of what you liked about this podcast. You know, if you're going to give a five-star review for something, mm-hmm. let people know why you gave it that. If you think we're only three or four stars, hell, give us whatever you think we deserve. If you think, you know, I love this podcast, it helps me decide which canon material that I want to know, tell the listeners about that. And, like, it gives people an idea of what they can expect mm-hmm. when they come into the show. Yeah, uh, one-star review. I hate Noma's guts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that works too. And we'll yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Will we put you on the ban list for this podcast? Maybe. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm gonna pick it. I'm gonna make a website page where it says ban list, and it's just gonna be all. No. <laughs> My God, it'll be so effective. <laughs> it'll be so good. No, um, I'm just joking. That's not ever gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But there are some reviews that I just found on Apple Podcasts, so we're gonna read those at the beginning of the next episode. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll read those out. And remember to follow for free or subscribe for free on your podcast platform of choice. To get the latest episode downloaded to your device as soon as it releases. Thank you, Dan. And from all of us here at Voice of the Force, as always, thank you for listening. May the Force be with you. And remember, this is a skippable book. Where the hell are they? <laughs> oh, God. Is uh, that no, the ship? I'm, no. We're not turning him into Skelly, Skelly 2. I refuse. Skelly! Turn on the hyperdrive! Do it, Skelly! Ah. (laughs) Ha ha ha!